Hi, this is The Man Cave. You're here with Nicole and Elias. Remember to get out there and vote. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ain't you? A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Nicole, welcome to the cave. Thanks for having me. How are you? What's new with you? Uh, I'm doing good. I just got back from uh, Vancouver, Canada, back home um, to LA. I was up in Vancouver um, actually directing a film. Um, so I've been really busy. Um, and now it's time to have a few beers. <laughs> uh, there you go. How did like the whole quarantine treat you? You know what? It was really interesting because I was quarantining here at home in Los Angeles. And then when I flew up to Vancouver, I actually had to quarantine again uh, for 14 days. When you enter Canada, um, it's actually up to a million dollar fine or jail time if you break your quarantine. So I wasn't about, <laughs> I wasn't about uh, reaching my quarantine. Um, so that was a little bit hard because you're in like a hotel room with no balcony um but we've all got to do it you know there's a global pandemic going on and i think we each have um you know a moral responsibility to fucking squish this thing excuse my language i don't know if i'm allowed to swear <laughs> That's okay. so how does it work with the whole hotel thing you're just in there for 14 days and then people have you have to like pretty much order takeout every day yeah so you're not allowed to leave um they have assistants who will drop off um some stuff um, they leave it at the door. <laughs> You're not allowed to go out. Nothing. Um, it was, that was intense. That was really intense. Just having like, I, I'm, I like to go out. I like to go for walks here in LA. I live close to Venice beach. So I'm always socially distanced, but I do definitely like to be outside, but there you're not allowed. You have to, you have got to stay in. It was rough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what, what did you, what did you do for 14 days in one room? Uh, well, that was the good thing is I was actually doing, I was doing prep. So I had a lot of meetings, okay. a lot of Zoom calls. So I was freaking busy. So that was cool. Um, that kept me busy, but lots of reading, lots of movies, um, self-reflection, drinks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing some research, research on you. You wear many hats, right? You've been actress, director, producer. Uh, you recently became the ambassador for Bite the Bullet. Um, how do you have so much time to accomplish all this? You know, I've been asked this question a lot. And it's so funny because even today I was like, hmm, I think I want to um, start writing. <laughs> and so I think when you, I think um, at this point, I think when you love what you do and you really enjoy what you're doing, it doesn't really seem like work. You know, I get up in the morning and I have things to do. Um, and those things have to do with my projects that I'm doing or working with fair with bite the bullet and it just happens naturally. So it doesn't really feel like I'm busy. Like I feel like I can handle more at this point. I have, um, I've been told I have a high capacity and I think it must be, must be some of that, but also I just love what I do. That's awesome. And you could also be a podcaster like we talked about earlier. <laughs> well, see, I always wanted to do like, I grew up, um, like the person who raised me for a small amount of time was like a truck driver. And I grew up like building stock cars and like racing. So I'm like a hardcore tomboy. So I always thought it would be really cool to have this um, black girl talk about these things and how my childhood was so 
interesting. Um, you know, everyone thinks that they have the most interesting childhood or they have the most interesting life. But yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe one day, maybe one day I'll be like you. <laughs> there you go. In, in the motto of my podcast, of course, is everyone has a story. So let's get to know a little bit more about you. Where are you originally from? Okay. Um, well, I was born in a place called Prince George, BC. And then I moved um, before high school to a place called Quinnell. Um, and then around um, the age 13 to 16, I actually left home on my own. Um, and I went to Vancouver. Um, and I've kind of been on my own ever since then, working towards being an actor, working uh, in the film industry. Um, I always knew what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to be an actress. I didn't know that I was going to be doing so many other things, but I think that they're all connected. You know, directing is definitely a different um, outlet, but it is very sim symbiotic with, with acting. They definitely go together. Like, how old were you when you kind of had an idea that this is what you wanted to do? You know, the first time I remember that I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be an actor. I was doing a play, a high school play. I was doing Oliver Twist. And it was right when we took our bows. And I was like, huh. I'm like, I, I like this. Like I had the idea, I was like, I wanna be an actor. I think that was the moment where I kind of, everything kind of solidified for me. Was there any like films or TV shows growing up that you enjoyed and that pushed you more to it also? Oh man, I used to watch like the weirdest shows. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's, it's so inappropriate, but if you've ever seen the Dukes of Hazard show. Oh, yeah. When I, yeah. yeah when, I, when I was growing up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, like, I remember, like, watching that. And then I also, um, you know, like, Labyrinth. I remember also watching a lot of Oprah. There was always, you know, the talk shows were big when I was growing up. And I remember, like, seeing Oprah and being like, huh, she looks like me. That was different. You know, like, where I grew up, I was the only... Um, and both of my parents at that time were both white. So I, I remember definitely being influenced by her on the TV. Um, I'm not into being a talk show host, but I do think that she has an amazing capacity for helping the world. And I definitely hope that I can do that through um, some of my work in some way, shape or form. When you told your family, that, when you told your family, this is what you want to do, like, what was their reaction? Uh, they told me to never come back. Um, they, I don't have a supportive family. I grew up um, in a very, <laughs> uh, my childhood was very, what's the word, uh, interesting and, um, kind of toxic. Um, they, yeah, they've never really supported me. Um, and I've kind of just been on my own, like I said, from a young age. So they, yeah, they, when I was like, okay, I'm going, um, this is what I want to do. They just said, you know, if you leave, make sure you don't come back. <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's fucked up. Excuse my language. I don't know if we're allowed to swear. But in a way, I'm thankful for being pushed out of the nest, so to speak, in that way, because it made me really strong and it made me have to survive. Um, I had no choice. I had to make sure things worked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, in, a, in a way, I mean, like, as much as the situation was not good, I mean, it made you who you are today and made you exactly. push, push for your goals pretty much. Exactly. And that's how I look at it. I think that there's always, um, you know, you can always look at things two ways and you don't always see that right away. You know, like if you would have asked me that question like five years ago, I definitely probably would have had a different response. But I do agree with that. I do think that it does, you know, your experiences shape you and you can either um, feel sorry for yourself or you can get wiser and smarter and do something about it. How did, so how did you get your start in the industry? What was the first thing you did? 
the very one of the very first things I did was this show called Edgemont Road. Um, and it's really funny because it was I was very young and I walked into Deborah Harry, um, not the singer, she was an agent. She had the same name and I needed an agent to start auditioning. And I just sat across, very young girl, and I was like, you know, if you don't sign me, you're never gonna buy your first house. She just looked at me and I know she must have been like laughing on the inside, like, okay, little girl. But she pushed a contract across and started repping me. And then um, I think within two or three weeks, uh, we booked that TV series, um, which was very lucky. I think I just got lucky. You know, there's there's luck in being at the right place at the right time. And I think somehow it just it just happened. I was, I'm very grateful for that and for her. Yeah. I mentioned earlier, you know, you've done directing, producing and acting. Like, what was like your f goal? Was acting your first goal or was it like the other ones and somehow you fell into acting first? No, acting was definitely my goal and it still is. Like I've always loved acting and I focus definitely on acting. But I think that as artists, sometimes you have you have the yearning to keep creating, to, to keep doing things, to keep getting out there, to keep, you know, creating these projects. Um, yeah. And so when I was in New York, I actually started directing and um, my boss out there, Steve and Guy from um, Real Arc, they're like, hey, you're kind of good at this. And I was like, really? Like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I had directed a little bit before them, but they really took the first shot on me, um, chance on me as a director. Um, and then they brought the company out to Los Angeles and I continued working with Steve here. Um, and then I started pitching and then I was able to get this, this film that I just finished, uh, which is a feature film, um, which was pretty cool. So I, I, you know, I credit a lot to Real Arc, to Steve and Guy and that team for teaching me what I know um, technically and for my directing and for really being my champion for kind of like pushing me into that and saying, hey, you can do this. That's awesome. It's awesome. So in 2019, you had a role in a, a score to settle. How huge was that for your career? Oh, man, that was an amazing, an amazing part to play. I loved working with Nicolas Cage. It was it was absolutely amazing. I think that it was it was a really interesting moment because that part was actually written for a man. Um, and when I auditioned for it, the casting director was like, hey, Nicole, like, thanks so much for your audition, great audition, but it's written for a man, so just thank you, but no thank you, basically. I was like, okay, no problem. Um, and then I got a call and they're like, hey, would you mind reading again? It was, we just kind of want to see like what else you can do. And I was like, okay, cool. And then they're like, ah, can you come in for the callbacks? Um, you know, it's written for me and you're definitely not gonna get the part, but we'd love the director and producer to see what you're doing with the part. I said, sure, absolutely. Um, so then I went in and read uh, for the director and producer, and then they ended up offering me the part that day and actually changing it um, from a male to a female part. So I was pretty honored. You know, this gives you hope that our industry is moving in the right direction when stuff like that's happening. Oh, wow. So when they changed the part, how long did it take them to, like, get everything uh, ready, like, in the, in the script? Um, it didn't take too long. I think the day they offered and then we filmed about two weeks after. So during that time, and they actually ended up adding um, a, a little bit to the script for my character as well. So about two weeks. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And how, how was it working with like Nick Cage? Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's such a bro bro. Um, 
he's method as well. And I work in a method way. Um, and he was, he was so nice. He was so kind. He's like, good job kid at the end of it and loved hanging out with him. Um, you know, it, it was a big deal for me to work with somebody of that caliber. You know, he's like Oscar award winning Nicolas Cage and watched some of my favorite movies, you know, leaving Las Vegas and, um, those kind of shows that, that he's done. Um, just, I just love him. So that was, it was, it was an honor to work with him. Like, honestly, <laughs> you know, you hear those stories where people, they say that, and that was just truly, it really was, it was, it was freaking awesome working with yeah. him. Did he give you any pointers about your career? Like what to do? Um, no, no, because we both work in a method way. So we were, and I play, you know, my first line to him when he comes in, he looks at me and he's like, so you run in things now. And my line to him is why are you asking? Cause you don't, cause I don't got a dick. It's <laughs> like one of those things where my character was actually intimidating him and kind of, you know, I was running shit and he had to listen. Um, and he did. And, and I just tried to stay really in that. I'm not tall. I, I'm five foot, you know, <laughs> it's like little, little cabbage patch doll. So, you know, he's very tall. So I just wanted to maintain that intensity while we were shooting. Um, so we, he, there was no pointers, but at the end he did, he did give me a nod and say, good job, kid. And nice working with you. And it was nice. I, I bought a, we were shooting in wine country. So I bought him a bottle of wine and just said, thank you. I'll, I'll never awesome. forget that. Yeah, it was cool. So I read online that you've done some stunt work also. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, that was a, uh, I think that was Percy Jackson. That was a minute ago. Um, that, that I haven't seen that scene. You know, we had these machetes. We were like running and jumping out of this moving van and we were like chopping these tomato bushes. I haven't actually seen that episode, but yeah, that was a cool night. I loved yeah. doing that. It was a cool, it was cool. Would, would you ever do more stunts? Oh, hell yeah. I yeah. mean, I, yeah, I mean, I fought like MMA for a while. Um, I used to be really overweight. Like I was really, really overweight. And then I got into bikini competing. So I, I freaking dig it. I've always wanted to do like a part where I get to box or I get to fight, you know, like something like that for sure. Um, or like, a, like something like baby driver where you get to drive, drive the getaway car, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. So I definitely hope that I get to do more stuff like that. Cause I, I love it is there like one stunt that you're like you know what i don't want to do that or would you try anything oh man you know it's like you get caught in saying these things in interviews and then next week someone's gonna call and be like hey will you skydive and i'm like because <laughs> 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 you know like the actors thing is to be like oh yeah i do everything like i'll do it all um what wouldn't i do okay well first of all i think think if trained properly with the right stunt coordinator and safety team, I think I would be up for anything. But you know what? I don't want to get punched in the face. I don't want to break my nose. I don't want to do that. <laughs> that, will happen. Like, that would happen with stunts. I've yeah, you know what I've I mean? Like Jackie Chan. Yeah. Have you seen that thing where Jackie Chan, it has like all his injuries. It's like his body and he's standing there and it like goes down like both sides and it's like broken nose he's broke his nose like eight times and then it's like broken arm and then it names what shows he got broken on it's so crazy yeah awesome yeah yeah how long ago have you did you start your company the black tree pictures oh man how long it's i started that company a long time ago 
Um, and when we first started that company, how many years? God. So the company, so in LA, the company is actually only two years old, um, but that's because we were in Canada before. And in Canada, the company is like 10, at least 10 years, maybe more. Um, so yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Who did you, who did you start that with? Um, so I work, I have a business partner. His name is Brendan Ugama and he's the cinematographer of child's play. Uh, he's done, uh, Riverdale, Katie Keene. Um, and so we started that company back in the day. We were like, we're just going to go for it. You know, we want to invest. Some people invest in property and other people invest in making movies and, um, equipment. Um, and so it did start as a camera rental company and then we started producing projects. Um, and through that black tree pictures has grown to what it is today. And I'm really looking forward to, we have another project we're working on right now alone together. Um, and a few other things I want to, I want to start pitching and, and doing bigger things. I'm not sure I'm ready to move, um, into full-time producing, but definitely when I'm acting in projects, it inspires me. And I always want to tell different stories that mean something to me. So I'll, I think I'll always produce with black yeah. tree pictures and the team. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, so what's your goal with the company like, to like try to produce and like put it on like on Netflix or something like that or wherever you can? Um, well, I mean, the company is already doing what it's doing. We have, you know, our Alexa minis, our reds, our, our equipment. We have some stuff that's out in New York. We have some equipment in Los Angeles and we have equipment that's on Riverdale in Vancouver. Um, and then of course we produced a couple films with Neil LeBute um, some music videos. So it's really like a service company for me um, that when projects come up that I haven't pitched to Netflix or haven't been picked up by bigger producers that I can still go ahead and produce those projects with my own company. Um, so I think I'll keep doing that. You know, like it's always good to, you know, it's such a cheesy saying, but like don't put all your eggs in one basket. And Black Tree Pictures is kind of that for me because no matter what happens, I can still produce my own projects through it. And I'm always open to co-pros as well. Right, that's right. So I mentioned earlier about um, you're the ambassador of Bite the Bullets. How did you become the ambassador of that? And tell us about that. So Bite the Bullets is 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 so special to my heart. My good friend Farah um, started Bite the Bullet Stories, and we started talking. And I actually reached out to her, and I was like, I want to do something that we can start now that we can help raise people's voices, but that we can also continue to do that so that it's not something that just happens. And then the movement, um, you know, quiets down a little bit and then we're not doing anything. I wanted to have something that had longevity to it. And so bite the bullet, um, was so gracious and brought me on as an ambassador. And I'm very proud, um, to do that work and to help people have a platform to share their stories and to raise their voices, because I think it's important. I think, individual stories have to be shared so that there can be changes that happen in the world. You know, everybody's story is unique. Um, and we have to hear those stories to be able to learn and hopefully make the world a better place. Um, the best we can. I know I saw their thing on Instagram. They do like, they have like articles and videos too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So with bite the bullet, 
um, if anyone's interested that's listening, if you have a story that you want to share or you know of somebody, um, you guys can reach out to us on Instagram. Um, and we have a few different ways. And then what happens once we talk to the person and they decide they want to share their story, we send them a press kit. And then there's a few different ways you can share your story. Um, so we do have a writer that can help you write out your story. Or if you feel comfortable, um, we also have a video component where people can share their story through video as well. How many, how many stories do you think you think get a week? Oh man. So as an ambassador, I'm not privy to all of the information. Um, like mo a lot of the stories come to Farah, but, um, for black lives matter, getting like two to two to four stories, depending on, wow. on what's happening. Um, and then we pass those over um, to the production team at Bite the Bullet and they go through them and process them. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing when people decide to bite the bullet and share their story, what, what is shared. It's, it's very unique. Yeah. I love the tagline, bite the bullet. Yeah, I love, I that love too. it. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is, yeah, when people decide to share, Farah actually sends them a, a bullet and they get to bite it when they share their story. Um, so I think it's, it's you know, I, I like it too. I, I really, I'm a huge supporter and I love Bite the Bullet. I think they're doing amazing things. I'm very proud to be a part of that organization. Yeah, I did see the picture of you on your Instagram with the bullet. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so like throughout your career and everything, I, gotta, I, gotta, I love asking this question to people that act. What do you enjoy more, self-tape or auditioning live? Depends on the audition. So I love people and I'm like, I love interacting. But of course, right now with COVID, that's not safe. And then I also love being lazy. Like sometimes you get an audition and you kind of want to just eat your cereal, take your time and like do those five takes before you like get it down and then, you know, do that. So I think sometimes with the bigger auditions, I love to go in and like meet the team and it's always good to, you know, connect. And then other ones where I just want to like bang it out and just get it done quick. I love doing those ones at home. So a little bit yeah. of both. I'm one yeah. of those people. <laughs> when, when you do the live ones, what's your routine? Is there something like you do before you go in there? You know, like some people I've talked to, they're like, Oh, I take a nap or other people like I have to go for a run just to make myself feel better. Like, is there something that you do? Oh, like before the audition, people do that. Yeah. Wow, oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, I listen to music. I tend not to um, socialize too much. Like I'm always polite, and those, you know, it's an interview. You're yeah. going in for an interview, and I think sometimes people forget that. Um, I check my teeth. I like to hang out in the bathroom. <laughs> I feel like it's like a safe place. Nobody has an ego when they're going to the ladies' room or the gentlemen's room or the, the washroom. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, it's, it's a safe space. And I just like to be there really early. Like, for me, being late is super stressful. Um, I have, like, a thing about that. So I, I tend to get there a little bit early and just hang out. <laughs> what past projects do you think had the biggest impact on you? Hmm. Black Chicks. Uh, Black Chicks is a, a film that we actually produced through Black Street Pictures with an amazing writer, uh, Neil Labute. Um, he, he's an amazing writer. And I think that project is the project that I'm most proud of that I've made. And I feel like it actually um, is a project we put in the world that I hope will help people. 
awesome. But like, uh, what kind of advice do you give to somebody that you know you start talking to? They tell you they want to get in the industry, even if it's producing, directing, or acting. What do you tell them? I always tell people to never give up, and I know it's like that's so cliche, right? Like everyone's saying, like, oh, don't give up, but it's it's really true because you're gonna hear so much shit from so many different people. People, everyone has an opinion. When you're an actor, a director, or a filmmaker, everybody has an an opinion of your work, but the thing is, is that you can't let that get you down or you can't let that stop you because the longer you do this, it's just a numbers game at the end of the day, right? Like, yeah. especially with acting, that's all it is. It's like, how many auditions can you pump out before you're the one they pick? Um, you know, you always want to be putting out good work. You always want to be doing your art and doing what you love, but it really is a numbers game. And it's really just about perseverance and um, consistency. Going back to auditioning, what's the most auditions you've had in one day? And how do you handle that? I had like one day last two years ago. Pilot season was crazy. I think like six. I had six and they weren't small. Like it was like, like guest star, like big, huge TV series, regs, like just big parts. Um, and in that situation, you know, you just do what you can. In LA, it's really cool. You know, you don't have to be, I am reluctant to say this, but I'm not always 100% like off book. You can have your pages there. And it's more important that your acting is solid and that you're in the character, you know? So you, you, there's a few tools that you use when you have to pump them out. And of course you always have your agents and your managers there letting casting know, you know? And sometimes casting can move a few around for you. and they're pretty understanding, you know, they, they're feeling the hustle too around that time. It's not like you're the only one that has that many coming in. We're all in it as an industry at that time. So people are usually pretty helpful and help get through, help you get through it for sure. You have a dream role you want to play someday? Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually um, just, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this. I think I'm just going to go for it. Um, so Jamie Foxx, and Queen Latifah are doing this new show and Daniela Brooks from Orange is the New Black is starring um, in this show about Mahala Jackson, this gospel singer. Um, and I actually auditioned um, to play one of the parts um, in that film. And it would just be, I don't know if I got it. I will have to wait and see who knows, but it would just be such a huge, huge honor um, to be a part of telling her story because her singing was, oh man. Definitely the history, like any of the biographies of the great people. Um, yeah, that would be dream roles is helping, helping tell history and, and those kind of parts. Yeah. If you could star next to somebody TV or movie, who would you pick? Oh man. If I could star next to somebody. Oh man. There's so many, so many people, uh, Samuel Jackson, Spike Lee, um, Ava DuVernay, uh, as my director, um, Lena White. Um, <laughs> I could go on and on and on. There's so many like amazing people. I'd love to work with Ava DuVernay. If I could work with her, oh man, I, I don't even, I, I don't know. I'd probably like die and go to heaven for <laughs> day one. They'd be like, oh, that kid shit the bed on us. <laughs> so, so when you're not working, when you're not doing the 8 million things that you already do, what do you do in your downtime? Uh, develop more ideas. <laughs> so you, How do you like, 
Yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm actually thinking about doing some more competing. I really miss bikini competing and I want to get into that again. So I've been thinking about um, getting ready. It takes about 12 weeks to prep for a competition. And I think now that we're getting close to Christmas, I might take some time and just do, do a show, just do a prep. I love it. I love the yeah. fitness. So lots awesome. of working out for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, other upcoming projects that you can tell us about? Yeah, I um, actually have just been asked to direct um, another film. It's going to be a thriller. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and I signed a multi-picture deal for uh, directing. So I'm going to be doing a lot of directing uh, this next coming year. And I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. <laughs> it's like yeah. this, you know, I'm just, I'm so thankful to be working and I'm very grateful. So yeah, it's going to be um, a thriller. Yeah, it's great that it's great that things are kind of like opening up again, but like I'm still worried something's going to happen again and things are going to get yeah. shut down. Yeah, you know, it's really important to be safe. Like when I'm working, the last project was in Vancouver and you, of course, we have to quarantine and on the film sets, they're actually testing three times a week. And then in the morning, you have to get your temperature taken every day um, and sanitize and there's a whole process. Um, so I'm really proud of the film industry for how safe they're being and that we've been able to get back to work. And I hope that we can t continue to, you know, flatten this curve and kill this thing and get people safe. Yeah. It's so important that, you know, like people need us right now, but we've got to also, um, think about our future as in the world, you know, and do the right thing. That's right. Uh, Nicole, is there a quote that you live by every day? Uh, mind over matter. My grandfather once told me that. And, you know, sometimes it's, things can be really heavy. You know, life isn't always easy. Um, but if you can think it and believe it, you can achieve it. And I do think that it is mindset. Um, so I do live by that mind over matter for sure. Awesome. Nicole, lastly, uh, how can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's Nicole Lear. Um, or on Twitter or on Facebook, uh, but I'm usually on Instagram. So on Instagram at Nicole Lear. Nicole, this was fun. Man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.